From Bainbridge Island to the villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Gail Leach, author of The Art of Pickleball, and here's the host of The Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. From the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina, it's The Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris. I've never seen an out ball that I haven't loved to hit, Allen. And uh, joined today by Mark Rennison from Third Shot Sports in Collingwood, Ontario, Canada. Mark, how are you today? I am doing great, Chris. Thanks. Good. And we've got a special guest today as well, and we'd like to welcome her on board. It is none other than Women's Open Doubles Nationals Champion, along with Sarah Ansbury. It is the one and only Gigi LeMaster. Hey, Gigi. Hi, Chris. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you uh, making time for us here on the Pickleball Show. Glad to be here. I'm a big fan of the Pickleball Show. Well, thank you for that. And uh, boy, it was a it was a long road getting to that uh, that national championship. Probably the premier dynasty uh, that you had to overcome of uh, Jennifer Lucour and Alex Hamner, four in a row that they took. Uh, do you ever think that we'll see a dynasty like that again? No, no, not in my opinion, Chris, because women's pickleball, in my opinion, has evolved. So we were talking a little bit earlier about the bangers, the power players, Mm -hmm. which, you know, of course, Alex and Jen were known for their, you know, hard game. Pickleball has evolved for the women, so they're incorporating the soft game much more. And that's pretty much all it took was to take away their power by softening up the game and... Now more and more of the younger players are incorporating that into their games. So I believe that we are not going to see, um, you know, a second, third, or even, you know, hats off to Jen and Alex uh, for doing it four times in a row. Oh, yeah, definitely. What I mean, you talk about football teams, you know, if, if a football team wins three Super Bowls over seven years, they talk about that being a dynasty. Can't imagine winning four in a row. Boy, what a spectacular uh, Nationals this past year. There was just such great play, not only in the finals, but I mean, you watch videos of the, you know, the semis and the quarters, and I mean, you just go back and back and back, and they're just all great games. How, how was it to be a part of that and to make your way through that maze this year? Uh, was it the hardest run that you've ever had to put together? Yes, definitely. Um, the quality of the play was just phenomenal. I mean, everybody just felt, you know, that the quality of the play was just so much better than the years before, which is so exciting for the game. To come out on top with such a great partner, Sarah Ansbury, I mean, it was, you know, the best feeling ever, of course. Uh, something that I will probably never have again. Uh, so to do it with her was just very special. It was her first uh, nationals, and so I'm, I'm sure, you know, our emotions were uh, there for all to see. That was one thing I wanted to ask you about because uh, Sarah Ansbury is relatively new to pickleball. Like you mentioned, that was her first national tournament. You, you've been a, a, a staple and, a, and a, a player, a solid player for a number of years. So I'm sure that you could have partnered with just about anybody you wanted to. What was it about Sarah? I guess uh, two parts to it. How did Sarah get on your radar to begin with? And then what was it about her that led you to believe, hey, you know what? This is a partnership that can really go all the way. 
Sarah and I got introduced at uh, last year's uh, Grand Canyon State Games by some people who thought that she, she and I would make a great partnership. Turned out they were right, mostly because our game complements each other. You know, you have to know ahead of time that one of them is the setter, one of you is, you know, the put-away girl guy. Uh, and that we knew from early on in our partnership that I would definitely be the setter. She would, you know, be the finisher. Once you've established that, and we also knew that we were both mentally very strong, that, of course, makes for a great partnership and, you know, winning strategy as well. So, you know, we trusted each other unconditionally. That makes for a great partnership. She knew that I would get my ball so she could play her position. I knew she would be there all the time. She had the patience for me to build my points. So win-win situation all around. Mark Renison, what about you? What's your question for Gigi today? You know, I'd love to know from Gigi, you know, if we look at pickleball the way it is now and we look at pickleball, say, five years from now, what she predicts the major changes would be. Hmm. I think what will happen is that a player like me, myself, who was not a tennis player, who does not have any of the techniques that, you know, um, to have the pretty shots, the great shots, will probably not be on top. It will be a more professional uh, player that will rise, you know, to the top. I'm hoping that it's not going back to the uh, more of a tennis game because I just love the soft game so much and it makes for just prettier pickleball, I always say. It's like poetry in motion. So I'm hoping for, um, although we have, we'll, we'll have more professional uh, players, that we are not going away from the soft game because so many of the players, not, I'm, I'm assuming 95% of the players are, uh, come from tennis background. So um, I'm hoping, and I see the trend that more and more of them incorporate the soft game into the game. So they have an overall game. I am known for my soft game. I never really was able to, you know, incorporate the hard game into it. Uh, so I'm I'm predicting that people like me that came through, you know, the 3.0, 3.5, I had to work my way all the way through to the top. That is not going to happen anymore. Mark had made uh, a few episodes ago when we were talking about the Nationals and doing kind of a Nationals post-game show. Mark Renison made the observation, Gigi, that uh, I think was it was it three out of the four uh, finalists in the women's were, were using two-handed backhands. Mark, was that it? Yeah, we saw a lot of um, a lot of women hitting two-handed backhands throughout the tournament. Whether it was Simone Jardine who was using it or Christine McGrath with her two-handed backhand. Like, I'm noticing a fair number of the women hitting two-handed backhands, not necessarily hitting it that hard. I wouldn't say necessarily that they hit it harder than, say, for example, Sarah Ansbury, right? She hits a one-handed backhand, and when she wants to, she can hit that with as much power as anyone with a two-handed backhand. But I'm seeing a little bit what Gigi's talking about is that crossover from people who come from tennis, many of whom, most women, hit two-handed backhands when they play tennis, and you do see um, a little bit of that, that crossover coming into pickleball. Exactly, because it, it took about, I believe, that the, I've only been playing for five years, but in those five years, the most dominant players were the hard-hitting players, until somebody came along who could soften you know, the game right. to the point taking away their power. But once again, um, like a Simone Jardine, uh, Christine McGrath, they are all rising to the top and they have the whole game. But I see that their game to go to, if things don't work out, is always going back to the heart game. When in doubt, power it out. 
Exactly, exactly. Let's bring in another Mark right now from the audience. We've got Mark Del Vecchio, and Mark has a question. Uh, Mark wants to know, Gigi, how much of your pickleball time is dedicated to drills? Do you have a uh, maybe a percentage ratio? How much time do you play, or how much time do you spend drilling as opposed to playing? I don't spend as much time as I should probably. I'm pretty busy teaching, you know, giving lessons, uh, running tournaments, doing all those kinds of things, everything to do with pickleball except for drills. But when I do drill, I drill my only shot that I call my bread and butter shot, which is a third drop shot. And I use every game that is not a tournament game. I use that as my drill. I have the mental toughness to say, well, I'm working on my game in this, you know, in the game. I don't need to win it. Uh, Nothing's on the line. Besides that, and I know this might sound very crazy to a lot of people, but I play pickleball in my mind all the time. So I practice my shots, you know, mentally. I, I might sit on the couch um, at night and just, you know, play pickleball in my mind. And that seems to work for me. Visualization uh, really, really does play a tremendous part. Uh, I've talked about this with Matthew Blom before. One of my favorite books is The Inner Game of Tennis, which came out in the 70s. And uh, in that book, he talks about how uh, visualization can play an incredibly important part in your day-to-day game. Now, what other, uh, besides drilling, uh, which you said mainly you you just do the third shot, you're working on that soft uh, drop shot, any other off-court routines that you have, uh, especially leading up to a tournament? Uh, any routines that you've found either bring you better stamina or just bring you luck? No, 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 not at all. Uh, I'm, I'm a social butterfly, uh, which everybody seems to know. Uh, so if between games, even, even at nationals, I, I like to just mix it up with people, talk to people, um, just keeping it light. But once I step on the court, it's all focused. I mean, all I see is the holes in the ball. That's it. Mm-hmm. But anything in between, it's, it's pretty much, it's pickleball still. You know, it's a social game. We want to keep it light. We've got a question here from Neil, and Neil would like to know, if they increased the non-volley zone by six inches, would that create more focus on the soft game? What do you think about that? No, because now I believe um, with it being the way it is and the taller people being across from you at the net, um, that makes you focus more on your shots to make them perfect. So the more real estate you have, you know, the, uh, I believe, the easier it becomes. So, um, no, I believe um, it's a good distance. The taller people like uh, Scott Moore, um, you know, Matthew Blum, they definitely have an advantage over the shorter people like us, but uh, it just makes me focus much more on my shots. Let's go to a uh, true or false quiz. It's true or false rules trivia quiz here. Today's question is true or false. You cannot mark your paddle more than an inch above the handle or a half inch from the outer edge. You know, some people like to write their name or write their initials on the paddle. Uh, if you do that, one inch above the handle or a half inch from the outer edge, more than that, can you do that or is, or is that not allowed? This is straight from the rule book and you can vote true or false. Again, the question is you cannot mark your paddle more than an inch above the handle or a half inch from the outer edge. True or false? Now, we've got, uh, you mentioned that uh, you spend so much of your time uh, doing pickleball-related things, and one of those things, of course, is uh, one of the most popular tournaments of the year. It is the LeMaster Davidson Classic, and that's coming up again this year, uh, April, I believe, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, 
of this year. And uh, signups, last time I checked, were just going like gangbusters. Uh, are they continuing along that path, Gigi? Well, we have closed registration uh, two months uh, before uh, our deadline. So Wow, so you're completely yes. sold out. Yes, we, we've been, um, you know, we work really hard. Um, my partner, Dee Davison, and I uh, work really hard to make this a premier event, a classy event. We want to definitely make it a good event for everybody involved, as the volunteers, the referees. Everybody gets a little piece of the pie. So, yeah, we're really happy. We're, and, and we are thankful that the players are, are coming from all over. So I definitely want to, you know, give a shout out to them. Thank you so much for making it a good event. Let's go ahead and close the poll out now. True or false, you cannot mark your paddle more than an inch above the handle or a half inch from the outer edge. And this is from rule number two, E5. And uh, let's see what everybody says. 70% say true. 30% say false. The answer is true. That invalidates your paddle for tournament play if it has markings on it uh, more than an inch above the handle or a half inch from the outer edge. If you put your own markings, you cannot do that. Gigi, you have been kind enough to stay with us uh, and join us again for another episode of the Pickleball Show. I want to get some more tips and tricks uh, for people out there, maybe at the 3.5, 4.0 level, who want to go ahead and take their game to the next level. And we look forward to talking with you about that coming up. My pleasure, Chris. And we'd like to thank you for joining us today as well. Hey, have you gotten your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches? Coach Mo. Deb Harrison, Prem Carnot, all together in one quick study guide that will definitely take your game to the next level. It's absolutely free. You don't need a credit card. All you need is an email address. Just head over to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. We'll send it right out to you. Also, head over to iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode of The Pickleball Show. Plus, if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which boosts us up in the rankings and makes it a lot easier for other pickleball players around the world to find this show. I'm Chris Allen. This is The Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show was brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.